When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we got the one and only Molly Brazy in the building. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you? Excellent. It's a good this day. How old is your kid? He is three months now, going to be four. My kid is two and a half really? months well, old. When so. did you have Two and a half months ago? Like what month? Babe? Uh, <laughs> November 14th. November 14th. Okay. I had my baby October 1st. Right. So uh, who's the dad? You got who's bo- the dad? Yeah, you got a secret boyfriend we don't know about? Or is this, no, it, did it just happen? Or was this a whole big plan? Oh, no. see, I don't know. I'm kind of in the... Yes. Who's, who's your boyfriend? His name is Martez. He, you know, like, you know, not a celebrity and stuff. Okay. Yeah. But if you're deep in the Molly Brazy world, you know? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Damn, so how's that going for you? Um, like how is me and the baby or Yeah, just like how how's the whole experience been? I feel like that's fucking it's gotta be a huge change in your life. Yes, but it's lit though, like he is like everything you know, like everything happened for a reason. So I feel like he came at the perfect time mm. where I needed like motivation and stuff. So it's like we like best friends already. <laughs> it kinda changes everything about how you view Move, the world, you yes, know? Everything. Everything. All of a sudden, shit's way more serious. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I feel like I wasn't, like, all that worried about dying before. Bro, I said the same thing. Right? Because <laughs> you're like, if I die, that would be so fucked mm-hmm. up. Because my kid, like, what are they going to do? Right. I say, like, what I said was I value life more. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Because you got somebody you got to live for. Definitely. So that was your first one? Yeah. Okay. Very exciting. How old are you? I'm 21. 21. next month. Holy shit. I feel like I've known about you for way too long, but I guess it's not that out of the ordinary to know about a rapper when they're like 17 these days. So. Yeah, I started real early. Yeah, definitely. Okay, t- tell me a little bit more. Maybe we can get back to the, the baby talk towards the end, but um, tell me a little bit about your upbringing and what you were like as a kid and everything. Um, As a kid, I was just like, I was a tomboy. I was big on the tomboy you know like I was I have all brothers so like I was always following them around and like doing the things they was doing into the things they was into and it's like what started me is um they used to like freestyle and rap towards each other but be talking shit and I tried it one time that's why I don't freestyle no more because I tried it one time I said some bullshit whatever just came to my head and it just fucked me up for life, so I just never said it, never freestyled again. Wow, you lost your freestyle you confidence yeah. right there? <laughs> yeah. How old were you? You were probably so young. Yeah, I was like 14. Yeah. I definitely can relate to that. I remember, like, back when I was a kid, like, somebody 
trying to like do something similar where they like had a beat going and they asked me like do you I, honestly that might be a huge part why i never rapped is that i kind of like froze <laughs> yeah. didn't sound good at all and i was just like i'm never trying that again. Oh, right wow. that's how it be. Yeah. But, so were your brothers like super masculine energy and do you think that that had a big ass impact on you yes they was very overprotective about everything that i did so it's like um once they went to jail and stuff like that's when i started like you know taking routes on my own like i start going to the studio or i just write a, a rap in my phone and just you know just rap it out loud just for fun because that's what we used to do and i can't do that with them no more you know mm. so but they all got locked up yeah for the same thing or for different shit over um, the years three of them did for the same thing and then one really and they've been gone for years and years and like how long of a sentence are we talking um I had my brothers in the ninth grade, so 10th grade, they left. 10th grade. Mm -hmm. Damn, and so you're 22, so that's about six years already? Uh, I think six years. I don't really want to count because of how many years they do have. So. Right. Wow. So was that huge when that happened? And like That was very huge. Those was my best friends. Like I don't, I didn't need friends when I had my brothers, you know? Right. And they really taught me life. And you know, they boys at that, so they was like... You know, always fucking hoes and no stuff like that. So they didn't want me to be those hoes. <laughs> so mm. they was like big on me about everything. That's interesting though. How do you think that that impression of, you know, womankind like affected you? Because, you know. Um, I feel like I wouldn't be as confident if um, I took a different route. Like if they wasn't like that. Like, yeah, I hated it in the moment. Because of course I want to like boys. I want to, you know, feel attractive and stuff. But anybody i liked or if they heard that they like me like they would literally like beat them up like real bad like beat right. the fuck out of them like even if they hear that we like each other so it's like it you know in the industry when you're trying to get a feature or something like that niggas gonna come at you like yeah we can do the feature but pull up to here you know shit like that like just trying to talk to you they ain't really trying to do the music and shit right so so that, you were on high alert for that from mm -hmm. early on yeah i feel like it it really helped me you know yeah, because when I think about what it would be like to be, you know, okay. now that I have a daughter, I kind of like think about the advice that I'm going to mm -hmm. give her when she gets old enough to need the advice. Mm -hmm. And when I think about the older brother role and everything, it's kind of like there's just so much shit that you're going to have to warn a girl about. Because if you are going into this shit very Pollyanna-esque and thinking that you're going to like be, everybody's just going to appreciate you for who you are as a mm -hmm. person and everything. I mean, there's just yeah. so many scenarios that you would want to warn a girl about before she ended up in those scenarios, right? Yep, and definitely because of Instagram and everything, like you're already exposed to a lot of things. So I feel like the best you can do with a girl, you can like just make her feel really comfortable to tell you anything where she don't have to sneak around and do things. If she's sneaky, then that's when it's going to get bad, you know? Mm. If with boys... You know, he can damn near do anything, but I know the streets, so I know how to tell him how to move. You know, that's the only thing I'm worried about him. It's not about hoes or nothing like that, but mm. him moving a certain way and not trying to, you know, he, of course, he's going to listen to my old music and be like, you know, but I'm going to definitely warn him about, you know, what he up against, mm. especially in today, you know, with everything going on. So when your brothers got locked up, did, if, if I'm paying attention correctly here, it's like they get locked up and then your music starts popping off like not too long after that? No, I never was rapping when they was out. Like what? I never right. did it before. I just had raps in my phone. And then um, the day I got kicked out of school, I recorded it because I was at home early as fuck and nothing to do. Everybody gone. 
So I just recorded it on some board shit, uploaded it, and it went viral. And then every since, like, rappers I was listening to in my city, they was hitting me up to do songs and get in the studio and shit. So after that, I started going to the studio with them, making songs. First song I dropped hit a million in, like, I want to say two weeks, two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. It hit a million, like, fast. So then I kept doing music. I already had a fan base from doing freestyles on Instagram. Oh, okay. So, but when you say freestyles, you're saying, like, like written to other people's beats? Yeah, like I would remix. I always used to remix like Young Thug and like beats I find like Detroit beats on the internet and shit. Interesting. So do you think like when your brothers left, looking back on it now though, do you feel like how did that affect you emotionally? Because they were like a very much like your security team, your mm -hmm. your safety blanket. They were kind mm -hmm. of probably protecting you from yeah. a lot of the bad things around. Definitely. And then all of a sudden they're gone. Like how did that affect you and how did you adapt? Um, it affect it affected everything about me. I ain't gonna lie. Like I was barely able to function and do things when it was early, you know, going on. But um, how I dealt with it is like, you know, I talked to them every day when the coronavirus wasn't out. I was able to go see them. Mm. Um, that helped a lot. But I feel like if they if you know things happen for a reason. So if they was here, I wouldn't be doing shit. I would I, I would just have them. Like they would you know provide yeah. everything. So. It changed for the good and the bad. Like, um, how can I put this? Okay, well, I lost my dad early in my life. I lost him very young. So dealing with a death that close, like I've, you know, people passed away in your life, but and you you were close with your father? Very close. Like that was my best friend. And how so, old were you when he passed? I was like seven years old. What happened? So he got shot seventeen times. Wow. Yeah. So. That was really, really hard on me, and I couldn't see him when, when everything was happening and stuff, so I felt just lost, like, you know? We had the closest relationship out of everybody. So um, dealing with that kind of made it a little easier on me. Just because you were, I mean, not easier, but you yeah. were already kind of numb to that yeah. pain of losing mm -hmm. someone you were close yes, to, like right? now it's bad, like, you know? I don't even like going to funerals or none of that type of shit, because it's like, can't do this shit no more, you know? Yeah, well, but, you, but what's your mom's relationship with your mom like? Oh, we are best friends. Like that's that's my baby because um, she she was into the street shit too. You know, when I started rapping, I kind of took her away from that. Really? So you know that motivated me also. You know, her just coming from that. Like you can get over those type of things. And her boyfriend died. The the I want to say the year that I got signed. Yeah, right before I got signed, he passed away. So and they was always together. A couple years after your father passed. Not a couple years, because that's when I first started rapping. So I was like 16, 17 when he passed away. Okay, right. And the things that was going on in the city, I just had to get out of there. And it's like God always got something going on for me in store. And it's like when something really bad happened to me, something really good happened to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it does seem like that, huh? Mm -hmm. Damn. That's super sad. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, in terms of your overall growing up in Detroit though, like, you, you know, you're saying your dad was kind of wrapped up in the streets, your mom was into that, like, did, were you exposed to a lot of crazy shit when you were young? Did it very Definitely. much, you grew up with knowing that all this wild stuff was right mm -hmm. outside your door. Definitely, I'm, I, I was always ahead of my time, like always, people always told me that, new people I met, they always like, you ahead of your time, how you know that, you know, uh -huh. stuff like that. Why do you think that was? Because I was exposed to so much when I was younger, like, you know? But my mom, she don't sugarcoat shit. Like, she she gonna tell you how it is. Even if it hurts, she gonna tell you. So I was never like, um, 
I'm very open-minded, let's just say that, to everything that's going on, so... <laughs> you didn't have the luxury of being naive or of thinking that everything was sweet. Like that, yes. that got taken away from you at a very young at age. At a very young age. I don't even remember when I thought shit was sweet. Right. Like life just always been fucked up. <laughs> but you know, good things come, but life just, it's a fucked up place, you know? Definitely. Um, did you, were you your mom's support network in a way when that happened to her? Like, did, did you feel like that brought you guys together in a sense? Or you all of a sudden had to support her and she had to support you vice versa through that? Well, she always supported me in anything that I had going on, but she was with him a lot, you know? Like, she would still be in the city while I'm traveling. Like, he passed away when I was in Atlanta. I was recording a song with Cuban and um, and Mazo when, oh. when it happened. So, and I actually finished the song, that's crazy, but he the type of dude, like, his name is Vito. When he passed away, he always told me, like, no matter what's going on, you still need to do what you got to do, like... He was very motivating and like he showed me the music that I wanted to listen to for real. Like, you know, like new music. Right. And when I'm hearing you talk about music, it seems like the local Detroit music was kind of your influence base more than a lot of times you talk to kids and even if they're from New York or Atlanta, like mm -hmm. it doesn't they just listen to the top artists on the right. radio or mm -hmm. on MTV or yeah. YouTube, whatever. But you you were like naming off like, Oh yeah, I grew up listening to Bang Gang and I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, you sort of grew up with, like, a, a different set of references, I guess. Yeah, like, when I was younger, my mom, she used to play, like, Trina. I remember knowing Trina songs when I was, like, shit, I was definitely in elementary school. Mm. Going to that bitch, like, got an SOB. <laughs> like, on some bullshit, just because it's my mom. Right. And yeah, they just always listen to explicit music, so. Wow, that's dope. Would you play, and this is totally off topic from the story of your life right here, but there was that controversy recently where Cardi B was listening to WAP on live, I think, and a kid came in and she immediately turned it off. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you can't hear that. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh, like, you know, how is it okay for our kids to have to hear this shit? And you don't even want your own kid hearing it, which to me sounded insane because it's like, listen, people make porn. Exactly. It's not for kids. This is an understanding that they make porn. It's for adults. You don't show little kids it. That's it. WAP is not porn, but it's certainly, you know, it's edited on the radio for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you're not supposed to play, you know, the same reason I grew up listening to NWA. It's like if I had a fucking three-year-old, I probably wouldn't want to listen to him. I wouldn't want him listening to Easy e talking about shooting people and shit, you know? Yeah. Well, how I feel about that is them your kids. So, you know, if you don't want your kids listening to that, don't let them listen to that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like at the end of the day, they still going to get out here and they going to hear it. So mm. well, why not hear from you <laughs> than hearing it when they with somebody else? Then they come back home like, get a bucket and a mop. Then you're like, what the fuck? Like, hold on, where you learn that at? I told you you couldn't listen to that. Yeah. But I had friends growing up, they was like, um, I'll be playing something. They'd be like, oh, my mom don't let me listen to that. Mm. You know, I'll turn it off. Like, I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? But. The, it's just about how you were raised. Like, if you scared of your peoples, which is good when you scared of your mom because she can really, you know, even, even when you out of her sight, you still remember what she would do to you if she saw you doing what you're doing. So some people, when they are away from their parents, they'll be like, you know, I can't listen to that. You got to turn that off, you know? Right. No, yeah, I've thought about that a lot because my girl is very much like, oh, like, you know, once once she can speak, I don't want her listening to, I don't want playing this type of music around her and stuff. And I feel it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, isn't it kind of pointless because it's mm -hmm. only a matter of time until right. she's going to be hit over the head with this all the time. Exactly. And, but it's also kind of like there is a period in their life where you're just not going to be able to explain that the baby says fuck, 
but you're five years old, so you can't say fuck. But, you know, basically one day you're going to be able to say fuck. You just have to make sure you don't say it in front of your teacher. Yeah. It's kind of like convoluted. At the end of the day, it's about how you're raised. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I was always like, I had manners like a motherfucker when I was younger. Like, I didn't cuss around my teachers and other adults and stuff. Like, I can cuss around my mama. Like, I would say stuff like, you know, singing a song. She let me sing a song and say cussing words. Like, mm. other than that, like, I can't just be like, bitch, you got me fucked up. Like, you know, any any time of the day. Yeah. It was sometimes my mom. It's, it all goes back to how comfortable you make your children around you. Like, if 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 your kids grew up like like me, I grew up where I could tell my parents anything. Like, like first time having sex, I can talk talk about that. You weren't scared to tell your mom about it. There no. wasn't like I'm hiding this. Yeah. Like for me as a kid, I'm hooking up with girls. I'm fingering some girl when I'm 14. <laughs> I'm I would never have told my mom. No, you like know? that's the best to have that relationship where you can talk about that. That's where you save yourself because your parents been through that before, so they can tell you how this gonna end up. That's how my mom used to be. She like just straight up cutting to me like, yeah, you are gonna get a disease. <laughs> this gonna happen if you if you do this like so. You know, it was just already planted in my head. Like, yeah, right. let me move right because this will happen. You know, I worry less even about the swearing so much as like the ideas or like the themes. Like, you know, one time, like, because now I got a kid, I'm sitting there listening to music and I'm thinking about what they're actually saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing Rio the Young OG say something about beating his bitch up. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, oh my God, like, I wouldn't, it would be so hard for me to explain to my kid that he's joking. Yeah. I guess uh, it would be really hard for me to explain that. So that in itself, it's like he, he's fucking around, but it's like there's nothing that would suggest to a young kid that he's fucking yeah. around. Like, how are they going to know? Right. You know? For sure. Yeah. I don't know. But, okay, let's get back on track. You, So you you start putting music out, and it's almost like immediately viral. Wait, can we get a fan? Because I'm hot as hell. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I was kind of thinking that, too. Sorry about that. Um, you know, because the weather out here is fucked. A couple of days ago, it was so goddamn hot, and then today it's just freezing. But then for some reason here, it's super hot. Um, okay, you put your music out, it starts kind of blowing up right away, which is interesting because a lot of times it takes people like a really long time to have a song do well, never mind their their first song going viral. Uh, mm. What do you think it was that sort of made that happen for you? I feel like because it was organic, like, you know, like it just, it wasn't forced. I didn't come into the music industry like, oh, I've, I've been going going through coaching I've been wanting to do this my whole life like no it was just something I'm just talking about my life it's just even when people be like oh you got some hard ass bars like even me and Trina she telling me my shit's so cold and all this I'm like wow I just be saying shit you know Mm. I just be talking about my life yeah you're just talking you have no idea until people start telling you how good you are or how bad you are then you don't really know what what other people are going to perceive this shit as right Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah I feel like when you kind of came out it's like you had a little bit of that like Chief Keef type energy where it's mm-hmm. like everybody just sat back and like couldn't believe Chief Keef when they first saw him because it's like how the fuck is he this raw right. and this from the streets and he's making songs that are this big and he's blowing up and like you know there's like, something that was so raw but but also good musically that just kind of made everybody unable to look away. I feel like mm-hmm. you had a little bit of that effect. For sure, I definitely was listening to Chief Keef growing up. Mm. That was one of my favorite rappers. Definitely. So, okay, how, how did you even start getting beats in the beginning? Or how did you actually go about the process of making music? You just had a microphone? Beats? Nah. Um, remember I told you I was doing the freestyles, so, right. like, I already had fans. Mind you, I'm in Detroit, so people used to be, like, um, talking to RJ Lamont about me. Like, anybody that went around, they said they heard my name before, and I'm like, how? What the fuck? Like, you know, I didn't, 
I don't understand that because it's like I'm not out here. I don't have no music out here. I don't got nothing going on. But y'all know me. You know, mm. that's weird. But um, how I got producers, RJ Lamont was my first producer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was my first producer. And we just had a relationship. Like, we was just, it was like he was my big cousin type of relationship. Like, this nigga gave me his fucking college car <laughs> when really? I was younger. Yes, and I used to be driving it around. <laughs> she the That's a lot of trust, man. I would be okay. terrified to give like, a young girl a car. Man, That's my a... manager at the time was so mad. Like he was like, "Don't give her that car." And then I'd go back over there, and he'd just let me take it. You right. know? But RJ Lamont, we had a relationship and stuff, so it was it was different. Um, uh, John Boy, that was one of my producers. Hell of a, we got a close relationship also. So, and that he's really big in Detroit as a producer. Mm. So, them was like my early, you know, uh, who else was it? Um, Ant Beats. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of them? Yeah. Ant Beats and stuff. But wait, you said you had a manager. When did that come into place? And and how did that happen? And when did you realize you needed that? Well, my manager came into place. How did he come into place? Oh, um, I knew this boy. Full of boy, minute. sounds like you really disrespecting whoever this guy is. I know this boy for a minute, and he was a photographer. Uh-huh. But when we first talked, um, he was with GT, and that's one of the rappers that I looked up to in the city. Even back then? Even back then. Because somebody so, like me, I'm just finding out about GT in like the last year, so yeah, that's pretty so, dope. So yeah, he'd been you know, out in, on the scene in Detroit. Like We'd been fucking with him for a long time, so it's like, okay, he FaceTimed me. I think he, yeah, he FaceTimed me either in a car or in the studio with GT, and they're like, yeah, put up to the studio, da da da. Mind you, it's late as hell. I had school the next day, and I never snuck out the house before. Why I sneak the fuck out the house? Because <laughs> I stayed like right there where the studio was at. Like it was like probably like two minutes away from my house. Uh-huh. So, snuck out, got in the car with these niggas, went to the studio, and after that, like, I really had a relationship with everybody, and they just wanted me to get in the studio. Like, we was in the studio till like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Snuck back in the house, but mind you, my mama, she was out. She was in the streets and shit, so she she was asleep when I got she there. She was even drunk there. as hell. When no, I was, was there. When I was sneaking there. out the house, there was no chance in hell that my mom was also just going to be outside the house. My mama, like, she, any little noise, if she knocked out snoring, you make a little noise, she going to wake up. Really? So, I had to, like, do some super spy gadget type shit and just... Get uh-huh. the fuck out of there. But that's what set my shit off for real. Like, that's my first time going to the studio, recording anything, meeting rappers, you know, all of that. The whole everything that night. How was it overall, though? Was that all of a sudden you were just way more motivated to do this? Definitely way more motivated. But that's where I met my manager. That's where I was getting it. Mm. That's where I met my manager at the time. Uh, Yeah, he was there. That's where they took me to his studio. Mm. And yeah, that's he just like, you got that shit. Like, you need to work. Did you feel like being around all these rappers and stuff? Did you feel like there was an extent where people were trying to sign you? Did you feel like people were maybe having bad intentions for you or, or wanting to, I don't know, get involved in your career or whatever? This might be like L.A. me mm-hmm. speaking because that's what happens in L.A. If there's like a talented artist, you just have all these fucking just vultures just all Definitely. over them. Um, but when I was younger, I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't know nothing about the business side. I didn't know nothing about making money from music. Didn't mm. know nothing about none of this. So it really fucked me up, you know? Like, the first things you go through, and it's like, I was so loyal to my manager. Like, I loved him. I thought we was going to, you know, get rich as fuck together when I did start seeing a little money from it, you know? 
and then finding out things, you know, it really fucks you up. Like, you know, it kind of intimidated me with the music shit. I barely wanted to go to the studio. I barely wanted to make music anymore. Like, I just lost my passion for it because it's like it's motherfuckers that really want to just have you around to make money off of you and not support you or anything that you, you know, I had real life problems. Like, you know, mind you, I told you he passed away when my career first, like, was jumping off and shit. So it's like, I don't know, like that nigga... No, I feel you though. But that that's why honestly, like I've had this conversation with a lot of people in the music business, but you gotta do good business. Because mm-hmm. if you are out of here screwing people, I mean It's like I really just did not understand why, because like it was so many people around him. He'd take me places and people would be like, Oh, you know, I can manage you, I can get you on this, I can get you on that. And I'm like, nah, you feel me, I got a manager. Like I used to get mad at people for saying shit to me. Like people was trying to warn me, like his I mean, I didn't say that. But people that was around was trying to warn me, like, you know you you should be on this site and you can get money for this and that and none of that. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's already set up. You know, just trusting him in everything, like not even asking him, like, so what about this? Or, you know, like, oh I just heard this. Is this true? You know, none of that because mm. I was just rocking with him and I thought he was rocking with me. You're like that. young and you want to trust people and you feel like you could just take a step back. Mm. In reality, like you handle the you know. business side, I'm going to just rap. That's what I was thinking. I just wanted to make music. Right. Definitely. So do you feel like that kind of slowed your career up at some point? It definitely slowed my career up because, you know, having to fire them, leaving, anything like that, you got to get the team back up because that's when I know about the business shit. Once I left, I'm like, okay, now I got to get on this business shit. I can't let nobody fucking play with me. Right. Then my um, producer I was working with at the time, Pool Beats, he um, introduced me to my next manager after that. And everything was just so perfect. Like, it was just a fucking dream come true. But things that's too perfect don't be what it seems. It don't be, you know, it's, it's always something right. to it. How did that one not work out? Um, I feel like, like it was communication really? that didn't really work too much. Not communication on my end, but, you know, I didn't know a lot of things that was going on at the, at the time. That's the only thing that, you know, I would say about that relationship. But I still love all of them. Like, I, I really do love them, but it's just like, you know, things happen. It's crazy because it just occurs to me that when you have a new artist, you could either if you're a you know a manager or if you're another artist or you're, if you're trying to make it your business to sign young artists it's like you could so easily have the biggest most positive effect on their career or the most negative effect on their yeah. career and i hate when i see people take advantage of that and mm-hmm. and abuse that privilege and yeah. it's kind of corny because i already mentioned him but when i was talking to rio recently mm-hmm. he said He's talking about PZ and how when he first met with PZ, PZ showed him a fucking uh, TuneCore check and showed him like how he was going to people's spots and like linking up with them and doing features and stuff and mm-hmm. just gave him the whole game. Mm-hmm. And that right there is like, you know, it almost brought a tear to my eye, yeah, honestly, listening like, to him say that because I'm like, this motherfucker didn't have to and he put you on the whole game and turned you into an entrepreneur. And that's just such a beautiful thing to me. And definitely. when I see the opposite of that, which is to, you know, maybe you're on okay terms with some of them but sounds like kind of you had sort of an opposite uh experience and i just think that's like the the saddest thing yeah because at the end of the day i would say like pooh that's my brother like i love him so much and i know that wasn't his intentions you know mm. but it's just so much you can control it's just so much you can do to you know because he we was on the same team we had the same manager and everything 
it was times I was looking at him like, so you ain't on this one? You just playing with me or like what's going on? But he really didn't know. So. I feel you. Yeah, I mean, if you're just ignorant, that is one thing. But if you're kind of like inherently trying to like, you know, if you really want to take advantage of someone, you're just going to keep them cut off from the outside world as much as possible, you know, and you kind of see a lot of people sort of going in that direction at times. Um, okay, but so your your career, though, like once you really start popping and everything, what were like the, the biggest moments around that time or when did it really start to hit you? Like, damn, people are really fucking with me this hard. When I did my first show. Really? Where was that? In Detroit. It was definitely in Detroit. I, I want to say it was at a fucking high school. I was doing like a little high school tour. I don't know if that was my, yeah, I, I think. I'm going to say that was my first show. Um, I was going on like a little high school tour, and bruh, every fucking school was like screaming. Really? Like, I never saw that before in my life, and I'm like, I never met, I never talked to my fans. I never was, I never did a meet and greet before this. I never like... I never knew. And it's like going into them auditoriums. I think it was a fucking, uh, what is it, prep rally. Okay. So they had me come and perform. Man, they was going crazy, standing up, throwing each other over the damn bitches and shit. I'm like, wow. It was one show I did. Like, they all just ran out the bleachers as soon as I came on the thing. And, you know, being in high school, you know how pep rallies go. You can't run out the damn stands. You can't do that. (laughs) But they was on my ass. They ran out there. Man, I was so happy. I wanted to cry. I ain't going to lie, but I'm too gangster for that. They can't see me crying. That's a special kind of energy, too, though, knowing that these young-ass high school kids who realistically, like, they're whatever they like musically it's so raw and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the same way when you look at like a 30 year old person listening to music where it's Mm -hmm. just music they've been they've been into a million bands or a million rappers throughout their life and stuff Mm -hmm. but when you have like a 16 year old and you're the the one thing that they care about in the world that's a special type of fan you know special type of fan like it's it's just that was a very amazing feeling. I remember I had a fucking show. I keep cursing. I had a show. You can swear as much <laughs> as you want, just for the record. I had a show. Um, it was a, a girl's sweet 16, I want to say. Mm. I didn't want to go at first. I ain't going to lie. I didn't want to go because I'm like, I'm cussing. I'm saying all this. I know she got young friends, and I don't really, especially when it comes to females, like, yeah, I grew up this type of way, and I was always into this, but I don't really want y'all to be doing that. It's not that I don't want I don't really like when people... I like when people look up to me now because it's it's more positive. Like, I got more, you know, um, positive things to talk about. But back then, like, it was all... Like, I was just... My head was just all over the place. And the things that I went through, I wouldn't want nobody to go through that. So it's like, for them to be so into it, I didn't want to go to her birthday party. But when I pulled up... When I say all of these little girls was just screaming, one, like... I just saw one girl crying, but I heard another girl crying, like, in the back of the crowd. Like, oh, my God, I just want to hug her. So the girl I saw, I gave her a hug, and she just started falling to the ground. Like, it was crazy. I'm like, wow, like, how much power, you know, you can have from making music. That's crazy, though, because do you feel like, well, I feel like, to a certain extent, when you blew up, a big part of why you blew up is because it's like, oh, look at this like young, pretty girl who like looks kind of sweet and looks nice, but then she's rapping, she's really talking about some sort of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I love going to a fucking show, and they like, it be people behind the scenes that don't know me or something. Like, it be older people, and they be like, what you finna sing? What you sing? 
I'm like, nah, just watch me. Yeah. Get on stage. When I get off, they be like, oh, my God, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Like, yeah, don't play with her. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. But, okay, so at a certain point, though, like when you're doing a Sweet 16 thing, that's got to sort of make you realize, like, this business is me showing this crazy ass raw side of myself where i'm talking about all the shit that i ever seen in the streets or whatever and i'm selling it back to kids who never been through that who look at it like this shit's a fucking movie and mm -hmm. if i'm talking about seeing some crazy shit go down they have no fucking possibility of ever seeing something like that in their life but somehow they're really attracted to the fact that you can speak about that authentically mm -hmm. they well mostly in detroit because mm. other places, they're like, can you talk about love? Can you talk about this? Then I make a love song, everybody in Detroit. Why the fuck you want that sweet shit? I want to mm. hear that drill shit. Like, damn, my nigga cannot just make music? Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's cool, though. You know, it's it's cool, you know, just being myself, making music how I want to make it. But introducing them to that lifestyle, if they don't know about it, I don't really expect them to relate. You know, some people just like to turn up and just say hard shit. Mm. <laughs> so, but those kids, like, they might not even like know what they're listening to. But they, right. when they listen to Amigos song and they're talking about, well, I don't know, Amigos are the most violent talking dudes or whatever. But if they listen to gangster rap music, they like the way it sounds when people are talking about pulling up and spraying up the block mm -hmm. or whatever. But if you're somebody who's actually like been around that energy, you know it's not a joke. You know it's not fun to yeah, have your you fucking block shot up. Mm -hmm. But from your perspective, you've you've seen a lot more of it. So is that kind of a tough decision at times? Sometimes because it, it be people that I know ain't like that, and they um a gigantic percentage of the rap industry. Yes, gigantic. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. And it's like they got so much respect. And that's because of the internet, mm. you know? Motherfuckers don't know this internet shit be fake as hell. Like, I don't even post like that. I don't, I'm not really, I've never been a social person. Like, I'm not like that, but I have fans at the end of the day, so I have to be like that. Mm. I gotta use the bathroom. Can I use the bathroom? Oh, yeah, for sure. We can take a break. For the people at home, we did a little pee break, and then we were listening to Throat Baby. But <laughs> I feel like a big part of what maybe people pay attention to it at first, though, was the fact that it was just... They're saying throat baby. Like the the shock factor, I think, helps a lot with making people attracted to that song. For one, it's catchy. Mm. Two, I like Go Baby better. Mm. Like Go Baby. Like my nigga, you know, egging me out. Like, all right, okay. Uh, but I, I like it. It reminds me of the <laughs> 90s when like all the best songs were like offensive, but then they had the censored versions. Yeah, you know, right. that's why I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Let me ask you too. that though. Do you think that that kind of song? in any way like like you you don't i feel like you don't like get overtly sexual in your music so much mm -hmm. that song is very much like doing it for women it's like a dude who made a song that's basically like encouraging women to be proud of their throat game for mm -hmm. lack of a better term how do you feel about it mm. how i feel like how do i feel about the, the what he's saying or sure like the topic that he's talking about yeah I don't suck dick, so I don't really know. For real? <laughs> yeah, for At real. all? Yeah, these niggas be wild. How'd you have a baby? That's different. That's, that's, <laughs> I've been with him for a long time. Like, that's different. He, he gonna get that work. Oh, but, okay. But, you know, any other nigga, like, you know, this, this it's just different. Like, you know, but I don't that's, suck dick. So. That's your attitude is that that's, like, the golden goose. Like, that's just the prize 
thing that no, very, very few people ever I get feel to like experience. like you gotta earn it. Then this nigga saying throat babies, so that means he's nothing in the bitch mouth. Like, I don't no. That's too much too. That's too much. That's well, like spitting in somebody's mouth. Oh, I know. I've, <laughs> I've seen what you got going on. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit! Called out. <laughs> oh man, that's funny as fuck. Okay, well, all right, let's, let's continue on that subject though. Like, could you see? Do you think that you would be good at making music like that? That's like purely definitely. Sexual I made some freaky ass music, like mm. definitely. But that's not what my fans look at me for. So, um. Yes, I made this freaky ass song. I don't think I ever put it out though. Yeah, the the most freaky song I made, I didn't put it out. But I got a new song coming out on my on my EP. I'm dropping Pink Molly. It is. It's called Fuck Me to the Beat. But I gotta change the name because you know it ain't gonna go. You're not gonna like put an asterisk like F asterisk C K to the beat. That's a long ass title. <laughs> it's not really making it any longer. But it's long, to... but I feel like. I don't really like my names of the songs to match the song. Mm. Which is interesting because I always feel like that in rap, throughout rap history, people have mostly like named the song after what they're saying right, on the that, hook of the I song. I feel like that's regular. I don't like being regular. I feel like Young Nudie is one of the only people I've seen who just names the songs things that have absolutely nothing to do with the song. Chris Brown did it for me. Really? Yeah. He changed... Uh, he named a song something that wasn't even it had something to do with it like all together but it wasn't the name of the song. like he didn't say that word in the song at all interesting i like that it's like artistic for me what do you have planned for this ep that you're talking about like what, what's the artistic statement that you're trying to make about your your career these days okay well my new ep is kind of like a stepping stone for my album but this is gonna be like way different Molly. Like this is, okay, my album never been my baby before. Cause it's like, I just be making music and then they be like, oh, I like this one, I like that. I let other people pick the ones that they like and then I end up putting it together on the thing because I'm not gonna make no music that I don't like. I'm not gonna keep on recording it if I don't like it. Mm. So yeah, when other people be like, oh yeah, I like this song, this song, this song, this song, and then I play it for other people, and they be like, oh, I like that song, you know, stuff like that, and I'll put it on a tape, which is this, like, in the era that we in right now, the things that I'm talking about is relatable for right now, mm. and that's what I want to start doing, like, making more music that's talking about what's going on, because everybody can relate to it, everybody's sitting in their house, we ain't got nothing to do, we locked down here and there, you know, stuff like that, so I want my music from now on to be in the moment, but things that you can listen to years from now. Mm. Um, motivational. I've always grown up loving motivational music, which is like Doughboy's Cash Out, mm. Band Gang. Like, even though they be talking about the same shit I be talking about, it's like, it's still messages in that shit because we from Detroit and we we understand what we talking about. You feel me? Mm. It's not all about killing and, oh, I'm going to pop your ass, shit like that. But it's like... I pop your ass if you fuck with my back. That's mm. really what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like it's hard for people to understand that, like, mm. music about selling drugs and scamming and stuff mm. really, like, it motivates me to be a better person exactly. or to work harder. Work which, harder. Like, know. why am I not in this bag? You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, what the fuck? So well, that's why I be wanting people to listen to my music for, like, motivation. That's I mean, if people are willing to risk, you know, federal charges and dozens of years in prison to make money, it kind of, like, mm -hmm. puts it in perspective of, like, oh, maybe I should really go hard on these yeah. interviews today. Mm -hmm. I should <laughs> start doing just anything, get my hands into everything. Mm. Cause shit, free money is free money. For sure. Um, how do you feel about seeing all these female rappers starting OnlyFans? What do you think of this trend? 
Shit, that's free money. Just like the scammers. Like, just because, like, the same pictures I put on Instagram, I could put on OnlyFans and make a bag. Mm. But I got a baby, so I can't have OnlyFans. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, My I, girl would tell you differently. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like if I had OnlyFans and I'm a celebrity... Motherfuckers gonna screen record my shit. They're gonna pay for it, screen record it, and put it on a regular internet. Why the fuck would I do that? Like, but you could be like Ruby Rose, who's not showing, sh well, I'm not gonna say she's not showing shit, but she definitely ain't showing her pussy or yeah, her nipples. But, but I, don't I show think. shit on Instagram, so it's like, right. what's the difference? Do you like, think that it would cause people to put you in a different category and maybe not really check for your music like that? No. I feel like they definitely put you in a different category, but it depends on how you feel about it. I don't give a fuck about what nobody got to say at the end of the day. It's just me with having OnlyFans. It's just not where my head is at right now. Like, I look mm -hmm. at my baby like a little sweetheart. Like, he's so innocent. And I don't want him to grow up. Like, he already got to see the other shit that I was doing on the fucking internet. So it's like, you know, why add to it? Let me just be a grown woman. I have a baby now. Let me step it up a notch. Let me get my grown woman shit, get in my bag, and just take care of my baby. If you were going to go on tour right now, would you bring the baby with Definitely. you? Definitely. Really? He loves my music. When he hear my music, like, when I play him, like, ABC, okay, just like he was saying earlier, they shouldn't listen to this certain shit, this and that. He don't know what the fuck going on right now. <laughs> but, like, when he was in my stomach, and I, w I had a new single coming out, and I was really excited about it. I'm like listening to the song I'm rapping it on live and he kicking the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, he must be excited or something. He get out, I played the same song again and he like he had talked during the whole song, like he's singing a song. So when I play ABCs, one, two, threes, like little baby stuff, he be singing along with it, like, but you know, in the baby voice type. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, he liked that music. That means he was liking my music when he was, you know, kicking right. me and talking when he hear my music. It's crazy hearing how bad they want to talk. So bad. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> say mama. <laughs> you get them really happy, and then you just, you know what I notice is if you make mad vowel noises, like, ooh, ee, 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 mm, that, yeah. that's the easiest shit for them to sort of get into. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start talking in a monotone, like, Hello, dear. How are you doing today? I had a nice day at work. They're like, they look at it doesn't like, really do it for them because it's not, they, they can't really tell that those are different words. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, definitely. Um, do you feel like in any way, like the, the, like, were you worried before the baby? And are you worried now that this could take away from your career or take away from what you're trying to do? Because I mm -hmm. see it with my girl that it's hella hard to balance having a baby and still trying to have a career and make YouTube video, do whatever. Like, mm -mm. you know, it's, it's a challenge for sure. It's a challenge, but it's definitely not hard. Like I expected it to be 10 times worse. Like I thought that, you know, he would be crying while I'm trying to do interviews. You can literally look up interviews that I did on the internet and he's sitting there just chilling. Mm -hmm. My baby do not cry unless he's hungry, unless he want to be changed. He cry if he want a bath. Like he do stuff like that. But that's like, that's different than... You know, babies just be crying for no reason. They just be, you know, just all over the place. You, they got to be held. They got to be catered to. He don't, he be to himself. He don't care mm. if you holding him or not. Like, he just be chilling. So he really make my career, like, easier with a baby. Like, you know, mm. I see other people, they do be struggling with, you know, balancing those things. But it's really easy for me. I take him to the studio. He, he be everywhere with me if, you know, if I'm around. Like, out of town, you know, this L.A., this is different. I don't want to bring him on a four-hour plane for no reason yeah, yeah for no reason he just gonna be sitting around I don't, I don't want that but other than that he's with me at all times 24 7. that's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. just you know a lot of people we're so used to rappers like not really having that much to do with their kids mm -hmm. so it's like very good to hear you being so open about it you know yes and that was one thing that really like 
touched me with being pregnant when when I was because it's like how is people gonna take this when I come out with it and then people gonna be looking at me like oh she's a mother now fuck her music you know stuff like that right. no I wanted to show people female rappers at that because okay um I don't know how to put this because last time I talked about abortions it just went all over the place but I don't really agree with it mm. you know I feel like if you sat there, opened your motherfucking legs and let a nigga fuck you raw and he came in you and all that type of shit, you signed up for this. Like, that baby didn't ask you, can I come in your belly and be your baby? Like, no, mm. that's not what the fuck happened. You set your ass right there and you did that shit. So you need to take responsibility for it. Other than that, it's other things that go on, like rape, you know, things like that. And, you know, stuff happened out of control. That's when it's okay. You know, it's like, cool, but... It takes a toll on you as a female. Through the whole pregnancy, well, through my whole life, I never really, like, thought about abortion that much. I always thought of it as something, like, if I had to do it, if I got to go pregnant by accident, I would do it. Right. But then when I'm looking at my girl, and she's, like, six months pregnant, I'm looking at how fucking big her belly is and just thinking of how far along the kid is. I would never be able to make that decision right. with just acting like, oh, it's all good. It's, right. it's all good. Like, it's a very serious decision. I don't know how, like, what percentage of people make that decision so lightly. Oh, sure. Yeah. I know for sure. Yeah. Like, it's people that just talk about abortions like it ain't shit. Like, bro, I done knew some bitches that fucking got money for abortions and spent it on something else <sighs> and then come back around like, I'm pregnant. What's up? Yeah, like, that, that's so real. Bitch. I remember back what? in the day, me and my friend hooked up with this girl back in the day, and then she <laughs> asked her boyfriend for money to get an abortion, even though, like, like it wasn't his like she face. tricked her boyfriend into nothing inside her, and then asked him for money for the to get an abortion, and then, but in reality, she already had. It's kind of gross in retrospect, it's but very yeah, gross. Um, you and your friend, and then him. You know she'd be pregnant by all y'all. There's a whole preschool swimming around in there. Oh yeah. my god! Okay. <laughs> you know what? Baby cemetery. Officially <laughs> cross the line. Um, no, definitely. Um, let me ask you this. You've beefed with other rappers in the past. You've mm -hmm. been wrapped up in all kinds of drama and stuff. Do you no. think that that stuff is positive for your career? Is it, is it something you're going to avoid in the future? How do you feel First about that? First of all, that? I wasn't beefing with nobody. Okay. Ever. Yeah, people beefing with you. Yeah. You know, that's that's life. That's been since before I was rapping, which mm -hmm. is was beefing with themselves. You know what I'm saying? But... You say, well, I, I've already been moving different, you know? Like, before, you would catch me screaming at my phone, doing shit. Like, you know, I got to put everything on the line right now. Like, y'all got me fucked up. You know, I just had a recent situation, and I just had a baby. So it takes a different turn for me. Like, I'm not about to play with none of y'all bitches. Any of my real ops, I have real ops, not rap bitches, stuff like that. I have real ops. You would never know. We not on the internet with the shit. This is real life, you know? Mm. So that's how I know these rap bitches don't really be with that type of situation. So I don't take them serious. If I'm talking to you on the internet, if I say anything about you on the internet, I don't take you serious. Mm. No matter how serious I look, I don't take you serious. I really come from this shit. I don't want, you know, looking back at my old YouTube videos and people screaming recording my lives and shit, that shit make me feel like less than myself. It don't make me feel like Molly Brazy, like, that's not me. I don't I don't know that bitch. But it's the heat of the moment, you know? You just going at it. You just you just mad. Like, bitch, you said this about me, oh bitch, you thought I was gonna say nothing. No. Now I'm a grown ass woman. I know what the fuck I can do to people. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not was I'm not it, stunting that shit no Was more. there ever a time where you felt 
like you were really like not in control of the narrative about your career because you had people making diss songs about you and putting Molly Brazy diss oh, in the God. title. Like, you, you don't have to put careers. that in your own title, right? Exactly, because bitch, you're getting clout off me. I'm not getting clout off you. If I even if I put your name on there, bitch, you about to be the biggest bitch on the month. You about to be the best rap bitch, period. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just for me putting your name in my shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But. It's like, I understand where they coming from because, bitch, if I was in your position and you was in my position, I'd put your name on that bitch too. Bitch, right. let me get some clout. Let me get, you know, let me, you know, because I'm going to get viewers just from your name being in this shit. But nowadays, and like, what I'm, what I'm dealing with, I got so much shit going on when it comes to business. I want to be a businesswoman. I always wanted to be a businesswoman. Rap just came along. I always did hair. I always was productive. Like, I've always made money. So if it don't make no money, it don't make no sense to me. Mm. Like, it's a lot of shit that I can't say that I want to say. We talk about it later. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? Like, well, but I mean, you've been depicted by, uh, you know, Internet ops at mm -hmm. times exactly. as being mega savage, mm -hmm. like a, a picture of you and what you're willing to do in a conflict has sort of been painted of you at times that definitely even me made me sit back and be like, Jesus Christ, is this girl fucking crazy? Thoughts. Thoughts, but you ain't never saw me do no shit. You ain't never. That's that's. I'm innocent. <laughs> I'm, I'm very innocent, especially when it comes to 2021. I'm very fucking innocent. I don't like. I have a son now. I have things to live for. Before I go out here and do whatever the fuck is on my mind. Like I don't give a fuck. Now it's like I gotta move different like i can't even take care of shit for real like things that i used to do you know i just gotta do other shit move a different way i can't really right. talk i mean there's just no no use in in sort of like putting your energy towards beefing and in particular like and beefing. not only that these bitches don't have nothing to live for right they don't have shit to live for they don't even have shit going for themselves these bitches never even moved out of their motherfucking city Ooh. okay yep so you know, I've been grew up since I was like 16 years old. Yeah, it still fucked with me back then. I would say something about it now. I don't give no shits because these bitches don't really be on that shit for real. Like, mm -hmm. I had to learn that from actually linking with bitches off the internet and they want to talk. Like, but then when it comes to the internet, the internet is a different place. And that's what I really want people to understand. I got to say this. Mm -hmm. The internet will make a motherfucker look like something that they're not. They really don't know what the fuck going on. It's not about being tough. It's not about being that bitch or showing what you can do. Because at the end of the day, only thing you're doing is incriminating yourself if you're really that bitch, if you're really about that shit. Only thing you're doing is letting people know, like, take me to jail. Like, bitch, just you talking about this shit, the feds are looking at you like, okay, let me see what she really be doing. Hmm. Like, I had to learn that early as fuck when I was playing with a toy gun with my little, you know how the shit went, but. Definitely. But, I mean, also, like. The internet make <laughs> bitches think they are something that they're not. Right. Until you gotta. And what is it that about, like, you know, certain girls in the rap game that seem, like, super comfortable with, like, basically snitching on people on the internet? And we kind of, like, it's weird. They I, they get a pass, I guess. But, like, I've seen people try to blame stuff on you on the internet that I'm like, whoa, this is, like, mega dry snitching. Mm -hmm. Trying to put it in a way. <laughs> mm. 
it's the clout. Clout is the new drug now, you mm. know? So even if bitches don't know what the fuck really going on, they gonna say it. Cause they gonna get the clout. Mm. It's mostly kids on this shit. Like, bitch, you not talking to motherfuckers is gonna know what's really going on or been through this shit or none of that. So they gonna come on your page after like, yeah, bitch, you scary as fuck. You was doing this. You da 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 I heard you did this. Like, girl, you 12 years old. Shut the fuck up. So mm. when you see me on live, like, I just be looking like, I barely even talk to the comments because, bitch, if I go to your page and you just said I got a big nose, bitch, your face look like a motherfucking... <laughs> Goblin or some shit Like bitch You really got like Fucked up And I would feel Like less than Molly motherfucking Brazy If I say anything Back to you You have to start Picking your shots About who you're willing To acknowledge At a certain point no, you know? I don't acknowledge None of these bitches Cause even bitches Higher than me In the fucking rap game Look at my shit Copy my shit I've even heard Bars on the fucking radio That was my shit That I done wrote Really Months before and these bitches never acknowledged me, never said nothing to me. And anybody that I like, I'm going to say that to them. Like, oh, you you raw as fuck, you feel me? No, and that's why I feel like that's why I'm not so far in my career as I could be. But the underdog always gets it. Like, it always comes and it's going to motherfucking stay. I don't want to... I did get my career fast. I did, you know, you know, get popping really fast. But when it comes to linking with people in industry, stuff like that, that's different. Like, motherfuckers be intimidated. Mm. I don't have writers. I write my own shit. I'm talking about my life. Mm. Can't nobody write my life for me. So. For sure. When people tell me I got writers, I be feeling good. Like, yeah. Do you bitch. feel like you um, maybe were like a couple years early on, like nowadays it feels like everybody's kind of lining up to embrace women in rap. I feel like you were maybe like a year or two before that really like kind of became this big thing. You ever feel like sometimes like you're sort of unfairly left out of the conversation in a way because they're all everybody in the industry is about new shit. Definitely because motherfuckers used to look at me back in the day like, oh, she pretty. She, you know, she can rap. Let's put her on some shit. Now motherfuckers just cute and people will take them off the internet like let me give you let me make your image let me give you some bars let me you rap this and now you a rapper I'm a, I'm gonna take you to the top bitches don't even really be knowing what the fuck going on for it they don't even be knowing like I acknowledge real artists real artists like I love linking with real artists and you gonna feel that shit through the phone even if you don't know that bitch you gonna feel that shit like bro this bitch real like she she really mean what the fuck she's saying. Ain't nobody writing this for her. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I do want to say this. I don't. I'm not against writers. I'm not against people that have writers because you can be in the industry for so long and you got your own sound now. So other motherfuckers can be like, you know, write, write, a, write, write a rap for you and it sound like you wrote that shit because mm. they know your life. They know how you rhyme. They know, you know, things like that. I'm not stunting that. But it's the bitches that come in the industry with other people bars. Them is the things. You came up on somebody else's bars. You, you, you because of somebody else's bars. Mm. You know, that's what fucks me up. Like, I'm going to have a show when I get real rich. Um, it's going to be called Writer or Reciter. Mm. Anybody that I invite on there, they going to be, it's going to be known. Like, oh, I'm about to hit up da da da. Let's see if she want to get on it. Because there's a lot of people I sent features to, and they like, oh, I got to wait on my writer. Mm. Bitch, what? Does that lay you down, though? Do it let me down? Yeah, does that make you feel like, it damn, make, like, I think a little less of you now? Definitely. But it make, no, let me take that back. No, it don't make me feel 
less of you because it depends how you came in the industry. Mm. If you came in on your own bars, you came in writing your own shit, cool, you can write a rap. You feel me? But my whole thing about the show is I'm going to call them on camera. And they be like, oh, no, I got to wait on the I got to do this, I got to do that. We know what type of rapper you is. You're a fucking reciter. Mm. You're not a rapper. It's just interesting when you look at like the, the who gets respect in terms of girls versus who gets respect in terms of dudes. Because even though we all know that there are plenty of rappers who have writers and stuff, is like in terms of the men, I feel like if you're a guy who's like notoriously does not write your shit at all, that you're gonna just very much be viewed a certain way by other men. But you can tell when a nigga is not rapping his own shit. You can tell with a nigga. You can't tell with a bitch. Mm. You can't tell because these hoes, they know how to put put on that voice. You can train a bitch to rap right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just so different for me. Like, it took a lot of... What What, what is the word? It took a lot of um, passion mm-hmm. out of me, out of the rap shit. Right. Like, it made me not really want to... Realizing that you're competing against people who would basically, like, have, like, a whole machine that's kind of, like, engineering their personality. Yeah. It made it took the fun out of it for me. It, it's not it's not fair. You mm. know? Do you relate to somebody like Meg, who is, like, very Definitely. clear? Like, I write my own shit, yeah. period, I, well, and I'm mm-hmm. offended by anybody who suggests otherwise? Well, I relate to Meg because she she would tell you, like, oh, I ain't write this hook. You know, she don't give a fuck. And that's because she came from writing her own shit. Like, you can look her up on the internet. You can see her old ass videos Mm. when she was grinding. You know, she ain't had no fucking writer back then. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I can definitely relate to her. And I love that she got the recognition that she has right now. Like, she that bitch for real. And I like that it's organic. I mean, when it comes to hooks and stuff, it's like, you know, if you're doing... Anybody can do your You're doing a song with Juicy J, and it's like, he wants to write the hook. Okay, you're Juicy J. Right. You get to write the hook. It's all good. But it ain't even that. Like, that's why I said I'm not against writers or nothing like that, because... You know, it comes to a time where you can't really think as an artist. Like, you done said everything you need to motherfucking say. Mm. And it be, you know, you you in the studio every week, every day, or whatever the case may be, and it just comes a day where you just stuck. Like, what the fuck am I going to say next? Mm. And that kind of really occurs to me when I, when, I, when I moved to Atlanta. Really? Yeah, because I was rapping about shit I was doing every day. Uh-huh. And then you get to Atlanta and there's more like real music shit. industry no, shit. No, no, oh, no. you're it saying it ain't about the industry shit. Oh, it's okay. about what I'm doing. You feel me? I ain't know nobody in Atlanta. I'm just out there. You feel me? But I had to move because of the things my peoples was into. You know, motherfuckers, my neighbors start knowing me and shit. Like, mm. oh, Molly Brazy stayed there. And now I end up finding out motherfuckers sitting in front of my house. Like, I couldn't, I used to walk to the store. Like, I wouldn't drive to the store. I would walk to the store. I couldn't walk to the store no more. Motherfucker, mm. bro, this nigga was following me one time. That's when I had to move. Like, he literally following me, driving, talking to me like, you Molly Brady, right? I heard you. Yeah, you you a fan. We, You know, I, I fuck with you because you a fan, but you're not about to be following me, my nigga. No, no, that's creepy as fuck. Man, like. Being in Atlanta, do you feel like a lot more like a normal person? Like, you can just sort of blend in a little bit. I feel too normal in Atlanta. Mm. Because if I'm not going somewhere, it's my day-to-day. You know, my day-to-day lifestyle is, like, boring as fuck. I'm used to being on the block. I'm used to being on my niggas. I'm used to just being on the block in the hood is, like, a whole fucking party. Like, you yeah. 
you living your best life on the block. Mm-hmm. And you you can kind of see why people basically like end up just spending their whole lives kicking it in their neighborhood because when you are friends with all these people and everybody mm-hmm. just sort of is getting fucked up or doing whatever, it's like, oh, you, you could easily just blow 10 years doing that. Even if the motherfucking block gets shot up, I can go and talk about that shit. Like, I can, you know, we got some B, we got a slot on these hoes. I can talk about that. We got this going on. We just did this. I, I can talk about that. In Atlanta, I don't know nobody. I'm not on the block. I'm not doing shit. I'm sitting in the fucking house. So I'm talking about, you know, the fact that I got motherfucking deers running through my neighborhood. I got motherfucking shit. Nobody know where I stay at. Motherfuckers, you know, it's just a different type of lifestyle for me. Like, it's luxury shit. So now I'm talking about everything that I used to do plus what's going on now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then I had to start going back to the city and just doing me. Man, going back to the city... Bitches want to prove how tough they is, and they fuck them up in the end, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, bitch, I'm me. I'm not about to beat your ass no more. I'm not fighting no more. It's just bad from here, you know? Right. So, yeah. I just now I got to just try to stay to, try to not be in a city like that, but now I got a son. But when you go back. Gotta take him back you to gotta, see his family. You got to be real serious about how you move, just to be on top of whatever. I don't know, because I don't like that shit. I don't like security following me around. Mm. I don't like people driving me around. I want to do my own shit. So if I got to move with security. It kind of takes the fun out of it to a certain yeah, extent, I don't right? want to do that shit. I want to chill on the block. Nobody watching me. Like, my security be on my ass. Like, they staring at me. Everything I fucking do, I don't like that shit. Like, somebody judge me. I don't like people judge me. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. Um, You know, I feel like this interview went pretty good. I was kind of worried you were going to walk out on me. Why? Because Cuban walked out on me. That's different. You know you had her <laughs> fucked up. Uh, you know you had her fucked up. Uh, you know. You know what's funny, though? Is this the end of the interview? Sure, we're winding down. Okay, well, I thought you was going to come at me on some bullshit. You're like, oh, I talked around all the grimy shit that I was talking about earlier. I just sort of made it vague enough that you couldn't feel like I was No, not even an that. Agent. Yeah, it's about the way you ask it. It's mm. not about, like, you know, you was different. You was just straight up, like, saying shit like, you you know what you was doing, bro. Well, you yeah, but everybody doing. wanted to know about the situation with Tatum and whatnot. I get that, whatnot, I get yeah. that, but it's not, nah. Nah, yeah, I feel you. Like. Don't do no shit like that. Well, with your shit, you know, I gotta, I gotta talk around it because it would sound crazy as fuck if I didn't talk around it. I figured that was my best bet at getting some information out of you in terms of understanding the the mind of Molly Brazy. Are you still Brazy? Big Brazy. You know, you, well, I'm sure you know. You did a song with my my friend Ad, who does the podcast with me. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said was something about. How you're brazy, but he's he's a loke, so he's going crazy or some shit. Mm. Right. He always did that to me. Like, <laughs> what he say uh, in our song? He said, "Molly brazy crazy, but I'm spitting on the look." Right. She, but she's spitting on my look though. Some shit like that. Right. Like, okay, cool. You know, I ain't gonna trip. <laughs> if you probably every time you ever do a song with a crip rapper for the rest of your life, you're gonna have they, to. They're gonna have to make it clear. Definitely, but I'm I make on, it clear too. I'm on the mm-hmm. brazy song, but I'm not brazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Something <definitely>. like that. <laughs> That's definitely how I go. I don't be tripping on that. I got a lot of looks. I know you. I ain't tripping on it. Okay. That's good. It's good to know. What, uh, what schedule are we looking at in terms of uh, this, this project coming out? Also, can you help me to fix my relationship with Cuban Doll? You put in a good word for me and be like, hey, Adam was, I'm sorry that I offended you. I didn't there mean you go. it. See, I'm sorry. Yes, you Boom. do that. Follow me back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that. So I, I'll help. 
But imagine you guys doing the interview together. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted that, but we Gosh. on two different sides of LA right now. So I'm like, fuck, you know, mm. it would have been, she would have been late as hell, you know, but we can do it again. Okay. We'll we can definitely back. do it yeah. again. Cause our last interview, that bitch went viral. Like it's everywhere. Cause we even just laugh and we, we just fuck that. Really? Mm, we just you guys anything. can walk out together. Yeah, we no, no, we ain't walking out. We ain't walking out, shit. Okay. But yeah, we. It was funny as hell. That was our first interview we ever did together. Mm. So you gotta, you gotta catch that vibe. It's, it's lit. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm, definitely. Okay, so shit you have coming out. What's, what's the game plan? Um. So, all right, I'm gonna drop the date on your shit. Mm. Um, I'm dropping Pink Molly the day after my birthday, which is February twenty third. And I have merch coming with Pink Molly. It's going to be pink everything. Um, I have something I can't speak on. Okay, I have a tech deal, which is I have headphones coming out. I'm going to get you a package. Wow. I have headphones coming out. Um, I have Bluetooth headphones coming out. I have um, a speaker, like a portable speaker coming out with pink molly some of the kits like the one i'm gonna send you the one i'm gonna send djs that's been spending my music stuff like that they're all gonna get a kit mm. from that merch all of that um with that so i need everybody to stay tuned for my tech situation <laughs> that's dope though that's good um, to hear yes it's called brazy bangers Ooh. and they are hard like they are nice ass headphones and they they sound really good like even you can record in the studio with those and oh, wow. i don't like chords while while i'm recording so oh, okay. that's something that'll help artists as well wow changing the game changing the motherfucking game more than music mm -hmm. there it is um okay anybody you want to thank anything else we need to know before we uh, wrap this up um, I want to thank Brad, my motherfucking producer. He's the motherfucking shit. He is a motherfucking wizard. Okay. Wow. Like he, he know me. Okay. Brad for sure. I want to thank my whole team. I want to thank Mia. I want to thank you. Oh. <laughs> I want to thank, um, just all the fans, the Brazy Babies, like y'all the shit. For sure. I hope my, my daughter one day has a Molly Brazy <laughs> poster on the wall or like a t-shirt yes, a little baby t-shirt you know that'd something like lit. that that'd be dope i'm gonna send her some stuff i'm gonna holler at you about the merch though i'll, no, get, my, sure. I'll get my girl kitted out in the pink yes. and whatnot yes yeah. you gotta get her no problem for sure. i appreciate you coming on i appreciate you for having me no doubt molly brazy no jumper coolest podcast in the world check us out on youtube soundcloud itunes like comment and subscribe nojumper.com if you want to support the bullish. <sighs> appreciate you <laughs> ah.